We know that the Chicago Bulls went ahead and decided to run it back. But will the Chicago Bulls' decision to run it back backfire? Y'all already know we're going to talk about it. But you got to hear the music first. Cognac, yeah. Shy Boys Podcast with the Cognac Boys. I'm Cognac Boy Bobby, and I'm holding it down on another episode of Shy Boys Podcast with me and my co-host. C-Dub. If you like what you're listening to today, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and shake the notification bell. So every time we drop, you be one of the first ones to know. Uh, No Bulls or Bears attires today. <laughs> no Bulls or Bears attire today. Chicago, we are down bad. The Chicago Bears, I know this is a Bulls channel, but the Chicago Bears, dumpster fire. And the Bulls, <laughs> after we seen last year, we expect these guys to put on a better performance this season, but I just can't get my hopes up on this overreaction Monday. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it but let's try to get in. Let's try to bring some clarity to Chicago sports, at least from the Chicago Bulls side. Will the decision by the Chicago Bulls backfire? I mean, it very well could. <laughs> I mean, if we being honest, it very well could. We know that we came into. This we are going into this season with like, hey, it might be it. It might be time to blow it up or to rebuild or ship off one of the guys that can get you some other players up in here, maybe like a DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine. And even Nikola Vucevic, even though he did go ahead and sign an extension with the Chicago Bulls. And rightfully so. I understand it from both sides or the people that want to say, let's rebuild this thing out. Me personally, I'm not a guy that's going to go ahead and say, let's rebuild. I always go with the route that says retool, and then you see what you can do. You don't have to go into a complete rebuild just to make changes on your team. You can get rid of a few pieces here and there, and then you can see if you can make some improvements by gaining uh, more players and then additional uh, assets as far as draft capital. And then you can maybe see if things change around within this particular organization. But when it comes to the Chicago Bulls, the, the the decision to run it back could definitely, you know, backfire in the, and hit them like a ton of bricks. You know what I'm saying? It could be due to a slow start. Maybe in the first 25 games, the Chicago Bulls look mid. They look terrible or they just don't look like they're good enough in the first 25 games. And we know what happened within the first 25 games of last season for the Chicago Bulls. And if they go ahead and start bad in their 25 games this season a lot of things will start to you know uh trickle in different articles different conversations will start to come up surrounding this team so you definitely gotta you can't get off to a slow start but it definitely could be a contributor to the decision to run it back backfiring right in their faces and then if you talk about other things you move on to the same issues that, that they're taking place when the season starts and they're mimicking the same issues that the Chicago Bulls had last season. What if we're coming out and the point guard, you know, we, we went out and got Javon Carter. What if the point guard player is not good enough? What if the, the uh, efficiency from the three-point line is not good enough? What if the coaching is still not up to par what we believe it could be in close situations? What if these guys, the big three, are still not on one accord or 
You know what I'm saying? You're seeing good starts to games and then bad endings or bad starts to games and then good endings. You know, no complete games or less thereof of complete games from the Chicago Bulls. Those could very well be the things. And then you look at the young players, you know, the Kobe Whites of the world, the Ayodo Sumu, the Patrick Williams. What if these guys just don't step up? What if these guys just kind of, let's say, not regress, but just kind of stand stagnant and where they are in their uh, progression? Um, and it just totally shocks us and moves everything that we thought was supposed to happen and what typically happens with good coaching and player developing and offseason workouts, et cetera, et cetera, that a player needs to step up or will step up. But those type of things backfire in the Chicago Bulls face and the young players just don't step up to be con con um, consistent contributors to the Chicago Bulls team. Because if we want to see them take a step forward, that's one thing they will have to do. You have again, and that's what it appears to me that the front office is kind of banking on their young guys to, you know, grow up per se. They're already grown men, but grow up within the NBA aspect of basketball and be able to consistently contribute. That what if that's something that's not happening? You know what I'm saying? And you already know the biggest thing is the core. I touched briefly on it, want to touch on it again. What if the core is not playing well? You know what I mean? What if you know, we know that DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic, they're going to give consistent numbers. You know what I mean? But what about the impact as a group? You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's where it all starts at for the Chicago Bulls in my eyes. These three guys, they have to be impactful. You know what I'm saying? Not just ensuring that they're getting their stats, but in other aspects of the game, too, as far as leadership, leading the way, making the right decisions in clutch moments, making the right decisions to start games, playing within the flow of the offense, sitting in a chair defensively and being, you know, maybe not the best. You know what I mean? Because I don't see either one of these guys being uh, A-plus defenders. But are you competent enough to at least stop players on the opposing team you know, in, 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 in some key moments of games because you're showing effort. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much how you look at it and you go with you, all the things that could go wrong is what you're looking at. And as we do talk about the bad, we can't say all this can be flipped on his head. They could very well get off to a good start, maybe a great start. Maybe there, there, there will be some issues, but what if they are finding more good than bad? Within, you know, just like we just talked about all the bad issues. What if these guys are coming in offensively? The ball is moving around. They're, they they came out and said that they want to change their shooting profile. What if the shooting profile has changed tremendously and the Bulls are now a threat from the three-point line and that will be put them in a greater place this year than they were the last few years, even though they had an efficient percentage, the attempts weren't there. But now what if you have the attempts plus the efficiency? You know what I mean? So – now that is something that'll be like, hey, let's get this thing rocking. And then we continue to flip this thing on his head and say, hey, what if the young players do step up? What if Patrick Williams does eventually does leaves the name passive P behind him? <laughs> what if Kobe White continues to ascend in the direction that we believe that he can? You know what I mean? And I kind of I always kind of uh, correlate the two between each other as far as Kobe White and Tyus Jones, who is now with the Washington Wizards. But when he was with the Memphis Grizzlies, he was a for sure uh, scorer and a constant, uh, consistent contributor for that team. If Kobe White can somehow get there 
because he wants to be a, a starting point guard in his leagues. Those are his words, not mine. He said that he wants to be a starter in his league. I believe it starts with some consistency first. So I kind of look at it, you know, maybe games are not the same, but you look at the, you know, the, the, the journey of each player and you can kind of say, okay, I kind of see it. You just kind of want to see it. And I think Kobe White, he has the potential to get there, but it got to be put on wax for me at this point with Chicago sports. But continuing on, what if Ayo Dosumu, you know what I mean? The numbers really didn't change between year one and year two. Let's just say he takes a step up, though. Let's say the, 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 the scoring is better. The passing is better. The rebound is better. The defense is back being consistent. The playmaking is up there now. He's making a, he's uh, carving out a role for himself within this Bulls team and to, to, to the point to where the Bulls feel really confident about giving him that three-year deal and saying, hey, this guy right here, Ayo Dosumu, is a part of our future. So that's something that could very well be flipped on his head. And then lastly, if we flip this thing on his head, we could say the core is playing great. The core is playing good at the very minimum. We, we it, can, it can definitely happen. This will be the third year together as a, as a big three. We'll put it out there. And what if everything's clicking? What if uh, DeMar DeRozan has added that three-point shot to his game now? Not saying that he's a world beater from the three-point line, but let's just say he's giving you 35, 37, 38% from the three on three or four attempts per game. You know what I'm saying? And then it's still coming out in the, in the clutch moments of the game and closing those games. You know what I mean? What if he's being more of a facilitator and then when they, when they need him, he's able to go out and get that bucket? What if Zach Levine kind of touches up on that IQ, which is still in question by a lot of Chicago Bulls fans? But what if he starts to tighten that up just a little bit more? Or what if he what if he's the de facto number one in exploding offensively amongst his amongst his teammates? What if he's that lead guy? He could very well be. Or even if he takes the backseat to DeMar DeRozan this year, will we see games to where we can point to Zach Levine and be like, that was a Zach Levine game. Because I could we could count several games to where we was like, damn, that's a DeMar DeRozan game right there. But it's not many. In, in, in the last few years, not as many. That's a Zach Levine game <laughs> as that's a DeMar DeRozan game. So what if we get more of those? What if we get more of those out of Zach Levine? And they're kind of just bouncing off each other as being a, 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 a nice one-two punch or a duo that that can make things happen and go with the flow of the game and then decide, hey, Zach, you got to go on this night, bring us home. Demar, you got to go on us night, got to go on tonight, bring us home. And then you add in the consistency of Nikola Vucevic and his durability. You say, hey, we add all that in. We stir in a pot. We got this nice pot of chili going. Or if you like uh, stew or whatever. But the chili is good today. We, we got to keep stirring this pot. So everything could definitely be turned over on his head simply because I think the main goal for the Chicago Bulls right now, they're, they're, they're not a title contender. Right now, they're not. I mean, that's just being honest. But me, I'm of the belief anything could happen. Anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? They will not be my first choice for the NBA Finals. But you never know. You know what I mean? We never know. But that all starts with their mind and their toughness. And how much heart do you have? That's still been in question as well. The end of the day, these guys are playoff contenders. They should very well be in the playoffs. You cannot miss the playoffs this year. 
That's that was it. Bet not happen for real. Chicago, we can't take no more pain. <laughs> Chicago, we can't take no more pain. But if we if when they make it to the playoffs, I am a believer that they will make it to the playoffs. When they do, the goal is to win a series and build off of that. You cannot stand pat after if let's just say for the sake of discussion, these guys go on and win a, a playoff series, and then you go on to the next round. You can't get bounced out quick. You got to put up a fight. And then after that, you build off that. See how you can go ahead and bring some more talent onto the team. Or, you know what I mean? See, you know, have a great evaluation on how you can continue to move up the ladder. Because the championships are not built overnight. We know there's been some cases, some quick cases where you get all these players in, maybe like a Golden State. But they were pretty much established. This right here is kind of a stab. You want to go ahead and get established, I want to say. Establish yourself to make sure that you can continue to catapult in the right direction if you're the Chicago Bulls. You have to. And uh, another goal, and I believe the final goal, and one of the most important goals for this team is to have your young guys become consistent contributors. They have to. You have to, at some point within this organization, put on paper, put on wax, put on the floor, consistent young growing talent as an organization because it has been questioned in the many many years by, uh, uh, regarding the Chicago Bulls in their draft selection and their player development process and all the things that continue to come up in regards to why the hell we can't find our next star right now develop him make sure he's a homegrown guy and make sure and try to see if this guy can take us to the next level. You look around the league, you see, damn, John Morant, drafted by Memphis Grizzly, homegrown, put it on, damn near about to be a superstar. Not yet. He's an all-star, definitely getting close to superstar, though. Then you look at the T-Wolves with Anthony Edwards, young guy, homegrown. We know he's destined for superstardom. We need that within our own organization, the Chicago Bulls. We need it. At some point, Something got to give, Chicago. We can't keep getting beat like this. <laughs> we can't keep getting beat like this. Oh, my God. Hey, that's just, excuse me, y'all. That's just me from seeing us getting whooped yesterday. The Chicago Bears rooting for them, just seeing us getting whooped by the Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not predict that the Bears will win. But I didn't know we was going to be swallowing our teeth this morning or yesterday afternoon because we got our teeth kicked down our throat. Ugh. Let me get out of here before it get, it get. I just go on a whole Bears rant for a Bulls channel. <laughs> Forgive me, y'all. But I know that y'all feel the pain that I feel on this Monday. But it is what it is. Let me know your thoughts below on all these things that we discussed today. Will the decision backfire? I hope not. And it bet not. Because, because we've been we've been dealing with this for a while. They got to get it together. So let me know your comments below. I tried to map it out for both sides. Let me know which side that you're going to go with. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you want to call in and give your thoughts on this take or any other take that we dropped in the last few weeks. Go ahead and call in. 773-242-9219. It's another episode of Shy Boys Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm going to catch y'all on the next one for sure. Come on, yeah. Gang.